This is the best of two pros in a cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. All right, at what point do the New Orleans Saints continue to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady before we just say, you know what, uh, just they just them. have their number. <laughs> like, there's them. something about it, man. Yeah. They, they, no Sean Payton. Uh, they're playing with Taysom Hill. They've got a limited offense, and it was a shutout on Sunday night football. Now, the injuries did play a, a major factor. <laughs> yeah. Godwin, Mike Evans, Fournette, uh, everybody seemingly banged up. But, man, we've seen enough of this Brady before. At what point do we go? They've just got something on him. Whatever it is, personnel, I have no idea. But Tom Brady does not look the same against the New Orleans Saints. It's the way they go about rushing him. I mean, I I know he didn't have his weapons on the outside, and that matters. Like, you can't overlook that. But that's the reality of the game. And by the way, there was a Scotty Miller sighting at one point. We we were asking last week, like, what the hell happened (laughs) to that guy? I know he was on IR for a bit, but, like, literally, after what was kind of a monumental catch, helping them get to a Super Bowl, hadn't heard much about him. But I I digress. It's the pressure. It's – it felt like kind of what I witnessed being in Ohio, watching my family and seeing my my little nieces and nephews play. Like, where that older brother – just kind of has that like mentality or that that mental headspace over the little brother and you watch him like time and time again just beat on him and it feels like that's the New Orleans Saints in this in this matchup I look and I know they beat him in the playoffs last year but as far as the regular season goes the, the Saints seem to be the team that keeps coming up with game plans time and time again where the Bucks just can't figure it out at least not during the regular season mm-hmm. well I'll say this there's nothing like putting a Rydell on a Rydell. When you're a defender and you see that there Rydell go on somebody's head and they bring that and they introduce it to the people right across from them, I tell you what, that's football there, straight cash, homie. That's football, bro. <laughs> and, and and for some strange reason, New Orleans seems to bring their – they put their best foot forward especially on the defense side of the ball. They put their best foot forward. And then it's like you forget at times that New Orleans has some really serious playmakers on that defense. And then and then they convince you every once in a while. It's like, come on, man. I, I, I gave them very high ranks because I knew that they would be solid, like above solid, above average, like a good defense coming into the season. That, a lot of what I was thinking about on prognosticating on them was based off of their defense side of the ball. But I did think that Jameis Winston was a, a wild card situation for this New Orleans Saints team. I'll say this. I say that to say I don't think that this is that good of a New Orleans Saints team. No. I think they got they, – they, whatever it is, they, they, they make this their biggest game. And they were able to to have biggest game results against Tampa. Um, in fact, I don't even lose trust that 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 this Tampa team is still the number, in my opinion, the number two team in the NFC. I'm 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 all in on I'm all in on Green Bay. Yeah, I'm all in on Green Bay. Yeah. But I think that this this Tampa team, I don't I don't take too much away from them losing to New Orleans at this point. But for Tom Brady, who, you know, still probably holds a grudge against Eli Manning and the Giants, which is why he always gets fired up for it. I mean, at this many times, and I know they won in the playoff game last year, but Drew Brees was, was at such a diminished state, it seemed like, that, that Tampa had all the momentum at that point. 
But this has got to be pissing him off. Like, this has got to be really bothering him to have a team inside your division, head coach with COVID. Uh, Dennis Allen is the interim head coach, and they go into your backyard again. Remember, it was last year on Sunday Night Football. Brady, you and I were on the air at the time going, what the hell's happening here? New Orleans annihilated them at home. And it and to, to get shut out like this, I, I don't think – look, I, I expected New Orleans was going to be competitive. I thought Tampa would figure it out, but I didn't think they were going to get shut out on national TV. That was terrible. No, no. I mean, and, and the game itself it was just like – every time you, I kept thinking, all right, second half, they're going to figure this thing out, and they're going to create a big play here or there. The problem was, is like, who was going to create that big play? And, and, and as good as Rob Gronkowski has been throughout the course of his career – He's, he's not going to be that guy that's going to be able to turn the tide of the game. He'll have some great situational catches and help create some momentum, but he just he doesn't have that sort of ability anymore. And they didn't have really anyone left that could create anything for their team. So, uh, look, given the point in time at which it happened in this season, and given the fact that you know this season didn't start off how last season did for the Bucks, where you had those questions, I think, early about – if Tom Brady and the Bucks, if this was going to work out, it was that loss versus the Saints that provided, I don't know if it was motivation or clarity or, or what, but it provided them that springboard where they won out and then end up winning a Super Bowl. Maybe that'll be the situation here. You know, maybe because this season has been a, not a cakewalk, but they have been one of the best teams in the NFC the entire season. It wasn't like that last year. So maybe this provides a little extra motivation. And I think Tom Brady knows as bad as it feels to lose in the regular season. If the Saints are a playoff team, they had their number last year in the playoffs. That's when the adjustments, that's when all that matters most. True. And by the way, uh, Albert Breer made the uh, comment on uh, social media last night that Tom Brady, you could tell he was pissed off because he showed up to the postgame presser uh, in his uh, white crew neck shirt that he was wearing underneath his shoulder pads. And that's a fair point. That's a fair observation because he would have come out, uh, you know, looking all dapper in a nice, uh, you know, uh, winter coat or something like that or something to show off, uh, you know, what he's got going on. Maybe a members only jacket. But no, he was pissed off. He was annoyed. Bruce Arians was pissed off. He was annoyed. Here was the Bucks head coach. After the game, obviously not thrilled with what happened on Sunday Night Football. Obviously not happy about what happened on Sunday Night Football. Here was Arians. Very disappointing. It's never happened to me. I don't know. I can't remember last time I shut out and uh, or us. And uh, but our kicking game, our kickers let us down also. I mean, this is between the offense and the, and the kicking game. It cost us the game. The defense played good enough to win. So who's going to get it the worst this week? Is it going to be uh, kickers <laughs> or boy, the offense? Hey, well, hold on. Did you ever notice how he like he never does blame things? On the defense, I think for the most part, like Bruce Aaron's a straight shooter, but he usually is just blaming the offense. At least it feels like that. I mean, I respect it because he's an offensive-minded head coach. But I mean, this is a case where you could you could make that case. I mean, obviously, nine points is nine points. The offense has to do something out there. Well, I'll say this. Don't be surprised if you hear about Bruce Arians kicking one of his players in the hamstring and telling them oh, that they need geez. to do a little bit better. Oh, wow, jeez. Oh, I'm that just is, saying. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Those tactics do not work anymore. Oh, no. They do not work anymore, LeVar. Oh, yeah, oh my bad. LeVar? I, I was just you? thinking out loud, like, jeez. maybe a coach might, you know, tap a guy on the shoulder or slap him on – 
the hamstring and tell him, you know, we got to do better this hey, week. Hey, you know? by, by the way, did you see uh, Antonio Brown's going to be back? Uh, boy, st- stunning development. They're going to welcome <laughs> him way, back. It looked like they missed him a little bit last <laughs> night, right? <laughs> like, we, we were speculating it about last week based on the comments from Arians, and Brady made the point, like, you know, this sounds like they're going to leave it up to the team. I mean, I, I expected that he was going to be brought back. If they were going to cut him, they would have just already done it, right? I mean, they would have just walked away. The fact that they were waiting around for him to get healthy told me everything we needed to know about whether or not I mean, he was going to be He's not out back. of the woods. We don't know that yet. But I, I do think that, obviously, they could have well, used him last night, are, you know? Are they still investigating? Like, is there more to investigate? I mean, that's, that's what I'm curious about. I don't know. I, listen, all that they announced last night was that uh, he will be welcome back with the team. So, uh, so A.B. is going to be back. And, and, and here's my only question, too. Am I missing something? I mean, Suckup missed, what, one kick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying That's to th- What was it going to be the difference in the game? I'm trying to think if he was if, I'm trying to remember back if there was a, a muffed punt or if there was something else that was going on um, I, but look, they, they just offensively and to your point, you were saying you're waiting for something to happen and I just never got the feeling that they had any opportunity like I, I never got the feeling like okay here we go this is the Bucks. Uh, here we go again it just seemed like they were getting collapsed and then Brady goes over to the bench I'd love to know what he said because there were some people that did oh, some uh, broke the surface tablet or whatever uh, well it was that but he also ran over after he threw the interception and he made a comment to one of the coaches on the sideline and some people using uh, the lip reading skills on Twitter said that he told them to go F themselves which is not Odd time to say go after yourselves after you throw a pick, uh, but that's uh, that's the approach Brady took last night. So mm-hmm. it seemed like everybody had a. Dive I, so you're gonna put that out there, huh? I'm just saying, like oh, you know, okay. it just, that that's some no people... confirmation or anything like that, and we don't even know the context of what that would would have been reading his lips hey, and him saying that. I just don't think he might have uh, been saying that. You know. <laughs> to the other team, you, you know what I you, mean. You know what this offense is missing though. They need some sort of explosion or burst out of the backfield. Oh, yeah. Like when you watch like a game like last night where you're down your top two receivers, um, you don't have Antonio Brown, who probably would have then been highlighted at that point. And you see kind of Gronk lumbering around. He, he can't seem to – I mean, there was a couple catches, but that was it. It seemed like they were – I mean, look, the, the Saints did a good job against them. But there's just – when they try to run the football, Ronald Jones and Fournette just don't have that burst. There's not that, like, change-up back. Like, where's they, they, Gio- Giovanni? I thought he was supposed to be that guy. Where, well, where is he he's at? He's in uh, – He's well, in protocol? Uh, no, he's where in – Where is he um, at? Uh, On vacation? Yeah, like, uh, did he get banged up? I want to say, like, where, like he was uh, – IR? Yeah, I think I think he's banged up. Oh, I, I, yeah. I haven't heard his name in forever. I thought that's what they brought him in for. Although he felt like more of a pass-catching guy. That's like, what I'm saying, yeah. out of the backfield. But you know, something different. Yeah, yeah, something different, a switch-up, you know, change-up. Yeah. I don't know, man. But uh, It yeah. didn't look good, I'll tell you that. It didn't look good. And then you, you get, again, you get Green Bay doing what they did, and, and they could have lost. They could have lost that game. But to go into to Baltimore and – be able to pull that one out. I mean, now you got to be looking at the NFC like what 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 is going on here? Is it possible that Dallas could possibly knock Tampa Bay out of that oh, second geez. seed and it be Green Bay and Dallas and then Tampa? That's what it is right now. Yeah, yeah that's I the mean, current playoff picture. Jeez. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 
3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We've been waiting to talk about how basically a bunch of people got fooled up. Yeah. Yeah. They they were sold a lie. They were fooled. And, and even, I guess you could say, even some of the uh, sharp betters, some of the bookmakers, the odds makers, if you will, yeah. with Urban Meyer getting fired. Yeah. It, um, can we get a wellness check on uh, the reporter who uh, was trying to kiss ass uh, to Daryl Bevel uh, last week who said, uh, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, <laughs> uh, but you can. You, you can, can get more wins. Yeah, as <laughs> an interim head coach, and Urban could as a, as a head coach. Can we get a wellness check on? that full-blown five-alarm zero who asked the question in that press conference, what a loser, what a tool. That team sucks. That organization is a diaper fire, and they got exposed by the Houston Texans. My Houston Texans getting it done, Brady Quinn. How about that? F you, Jacksonville. So for those who don't know, initially, the line opened before the news broke. The Jacksonville Jaguars were three-and-a-half-point favorites to beat the Houston Texans, right? They're given three and a half points. Then Urban Meyer gets fired. Everything transpires over the course of the week. Daryl Bevel's named the interim head coach. And, and the line jumps. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars actually got two more points in some books. It ended up settling at four and a half points as the favorite when it was all said and done. But a bunch of people hopped on this train or this idea that, oh, Urban Meyer was the problem. And then you come to find out, playing a team that also happens to be 2-11 this season, they get drummed, not even close. At home, not even close. And Davis Mills all of a sudden looks like the better of the two rookie quarterbacks. So if there's any indication whatsoever of one of the issues, you can listen to the media all you want, talk about whatever it was that Urban Meyer did or didn't do, or the culture, how he treated his assistants. The, the, the staff was just as much to blame for the way this organization has struggled as anything else. Now, as far as how Urban and Meyer might have handled things, given how, how this team struggled, given how the assistants struggled to be able to put together a game plan or a winning game plan, you know, that, that's, that's another conversation. But the reality is, this is a terrible football team. They're now in position to have the number one overall pick, yet again, for a reason. As Jonas, point, you pointed this out last week, they've drafted the top 10 since 2008. What sort of indication does that give you? Yeah, they had the one it, year in 2017. Other than that, every yeah, single AFC year. AFC Championship uh, game. That was unbelievable. It. They're terrible. I mean, I, you were sold this idea, though, that it was just him. It was it. Now this team's going to take off. You know, Trevor Lawrence even talked about clarity moving forward. <laughs> oh, we got clarity. You got clarity now. We still stink. He, you stink. He wasn't the problem. As good as and as good as he is was as quarterback, clear? as good as he is, you can't overcome what what the staff you're working with, what's around you right now. You're a long ways from being a competitive football team. So there you go. And, and who do they have next week? The New York Jets. Yeah, yeah. I'll be curious to see now what that line looks like because the way the Jets are playing right now, even look, they're not even bad. They're, they're competitive. Yeah, they feel they're like the bad. Detroit Lions right now where they figured it out. They run the football. Don't ask too much of Zach Wilson. They play decent enough defense to hang around and keep them in football games. I'll take the Jets. I, I don't even know the line. I'll take the Jets right now. Straight up, money line, whatever you want to make it. I'll take the Jets versus the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the way this team's playing. I mean, do you want I'll to- take anyone 
against the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Anybody? To that point, I'll take I'll take the little league team out in, in the OC. Shots out to the uh, Juice Crew, the OC yeah. Buckeyes. I'll take the OC Buckeyes, uh, fourteen fifteen U over <laughs> over Jacksonville today. It just, yeah. It's just so funny. We look, we got destroyed by a lot of people who who didn't like what we were saying. It felt like everybody ran with whatever the the side of social media was. Like, oh, uh, uh, they're all uh, complaining about Urban Meyer. Everybody's dancing on his grave. Okay, yeah, that's the side we're going to take. And and I thought we we were spot on last week when we made the point. Do you think that this is the fixer of what's happening here? Do you, do you think this is what's like this is how this is done? And then a report comes out this week from uh, you know, that they're going to they fired him with cause. Yeah, and, it did come out. And, and and all that, you know, stuff Brady happened. was right. And and, and look, I, when you when you hear uh, Shad Khan and the reports that came out from his spokesperson, and again, kudos to to Brady Quinn who called this last week. He said it felt like this was in the works for a while. A hundred percent, it was because Shad Khan's spokesperson even said it wasn't the Josh Lambeau kicking incidents. There were things that were happening, and apparently Shad Khan had been thinking about firing Urban Meyer. He was just waiting to put together a case. Right. Like, think about but that. The interesting thing is what is going to be your case? It can't be the Josh Lambeau incident. It happened too long ago, and, and they admitted that they knew it. I mean, Albert Breer talked about that, and again, he's not a, a legal expert, but you know, it, it makes sense that you can't say, hey, the reason we're fine for you, for cause, is because this incident that happened four months ago while I kept <laughs> you employed even though I knew about it. Like, that doesn't work, all right? You can't fire him for other stuff where you kept him employed. The, the incident that happened in Ohio. You came out and spoke publicly about it that you're giving him another chance. You can't you can't fire him with cause for it now. So you've got to have other things. And I, I do think there's probably a laundry list of little things. And so this is the road we're on right now. You're going to start to hear about some of those things because they'll leak their way to the public, to the media, like they always do, just to cut, try to discredit Urban Meyer or you know make him feel pressure because. If Urban Meyer files a long suit, if they file a law, lawsuit for wrongful termination, you know he, he's going to feel comfortable with saying, "You have no reason to have fired me with cause. You're going to have to pay me the monies that I'm owed." And by the way, he's never been through this before, so it's a little, it, it's a little kind of first way, experience. Inappropriately being filmed by somebody, you know, lap dancing on you is not a fireable offense. Uh, I'm it, sorry. Like, if it was, a lot of coaches would be out of work. Uh, I'm, just, I'm sorry. <laughs> just GMs, saying. coaches, I'm just, players. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying owners. I'm just saying. Owners. <laughs> That's not a fireable you, offense. You I and mean, little daddy used to get it in. Just, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> not, not exactly at the same time in the same people, but, <laughs> right. but the same building. Ac- across the club. I yeah, mean, yeah. I was aware yeah. and he was aware. Yeah. We, were, we, we used to be besties yeah, at God. one point, but yeah. I'm not doing no tell all so i'm not i'm not throwing that stuff out there aisle, right? Danny? Yeah, yeah you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. see you tomorrow <laughs> see you tomorrow <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah I, I just don't think that whatever it is they change their mind you change your mind you got to own it you you can't try to slither your way through it and out of it like you got to own it you did it you hired them you changed your mind, then you changed your mind. Oh man! But don't don't act as though you gave that man a fair opportunity to try to rebuild this team because we all know that that isn't what happened. Like yeah. regardless of what side you fall on in terms of if you're pro or that, con urban, you didn't give him an opportunity, a fair opportunity. 
that's what I don't get about this whole thing. And, and, you know, I, I, I was asked about it. People on social media get upset about it. But the reality is, like, I'm just being objective. I, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't. But when you look at how, and it's not just Urban Meyer, it was, it's every college coach. It's every college coach that comes up to that level. They don't want to be looked at as a guy who can be successful at that level. And, yes, there are differences, but if you give anyone 13 games, they're not turning around the Jaguars organization in 13 games. I'm sorry. I don't care how good they are. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, Urban Meyer had more credentials and a resume than Zach Taylor did when he was hired. Yet Zach Taylor was given, what, three years? Yep. And now you're finally seeing them at this point finally. climb atop of the AFC North after they've spent draft classes, Barely. free agency periods, all that, to get it to this point. Yeah. I mean, it takes time, folks. And, like, I don't care who you're talking about. It might take a little extra time for a college coach to be able to figure it out and get it the way he needs it to be to be successful. So you can blame Urban Meyer and talk about, you know, it's culture doesn't work now. It doesn't work at this level. It just didn't have – he didn't have enough time to get it to where he needs to be to be successful like he did at other places. That's the reality of it. And even for his staff for the most part, which I think that's one of the things that – when you think about how this thing fell apart, he didn't really didn't work with any of these guys. Yeah, He hired a bunch of guys who had NFL credentials instead of basically trying to bring Bringing along guys, guys who worked. Yeah. yeah, which and that's, by the way, that is one of the reasons why you see NFL coaches recycled time and time and time again because they're loyal to each other. Yeah. But when you got a guy who's an outsider that comes in, and he starts coaching in a manner that they don't like because they're not winning, guess what happens? They start to look to survive to make sure that they still have a job next year or they still have a job the coming season. And that's why you see a lot of NFL coaches, when they get a job, they hire guys they're close to, guys they know. So when, when things get tough, you're not going to hear all these leaks and all these different things coming out about who's to blame. Because that's what starts happening. That's what happened in Jacksonville, unfortunately. And by the way, there would have been massive overhaul on that staff in the offseason. Something that's tells me. Self-preservation, man. 100%, man. They get, grabbing life get vests. Get you before you get me. But the problem is some of those dudes grabbed pickaxes. Yeah, they and they did. started trying to take down that boat, put more holes, and then they grabbed a life vest to jump off. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's it was well, amazing They, they poked watch. holes in the safety in the life rafts is what they did. <laughs> then they jumped with their life preservers. Oh, There's, yeah, I was going to say, no one's being safe. From that yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros in a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what's awesome? Two games on Monday Night Football. Two yeah, games I love on Monday this, Night Football. Look, I was 
pissed off they didn't have two games the the opening week of Monday Night Football. They normally did that. This year they didn't. Last year we had a couple of weeks where there were two games. I think it's fantastic. Getting to see and plus Monday Night Football on the East Coast is kind of a grind because the game doesn't kick off till like almost 8.30. Uh, now you guys get to see how the other side lives, Brady. Now, now you get to see what it's like to be able to watch a game at 5 o'clock with the Browns and the Raiders. You're welcome. Now you can live like us. How's it I was feel? just going to say, that that's like the nice thing about this is you get to basically get off work and you got football on, baby. A nationally televised game. I love it. The East Coast gets a little bit of a taste of what it's like to live on the West Coast. Um, I, I know this game being moved was controversial, and I get it because Roger Goodell and the NFL took a really hard stance before the season started saying that they were not going to postpone or reschedule games. The team that was dealing with COVID issues would have to forfeit. And so you've got a lot of upset Raider players who are like, man, this is what you said before the season. We've done our part, and now you've got a team dealing with this, and just because it's a team that we're competing with to try to stay in the playoff hunt, like you're, just, you're going to go ahead and move the game for them? So, so I understand like the hypocrisy of it from the NFL and Roger Goodell, but I also think much like we saw last year during COVID, in a year without a vaccine, we had to adapt, we had to adjust, hence why we got a game on Tuesday and, and probably why you know, they felt comfortable with putting another game in primetime on Tuesday this week. But in regards to this game, I, I, th- I think the interesting part about it as far as why they've gone about changing some of the rules of their COVID policy is exactly what I've been saying for the past week. And I know people get upset about this on social media, and I don't personally give a crap. I really don't. I don't care if people get upset when I say this, but if you're asymptomatic, are you sick? And the NFL came to that conclusion with vaccinated players. They'll eventually come to the conclusion, probably a year or two from now, with non-vaxxed guys saying, look, if they're asymptomatic, they're not at risk of passing on whatever they have via the the COVID, flu, whatever else. Because we've dealt with this in the past. And so now if they're asymptomatic, they're not going to be tested. So only if they show symptoms, if you're a vaccinated player, which the vast majority of players are vaccinated in the league, with the exception of Antonio Brown and a couple others, you know, those guys are no longer going to be subject to testing like we've seen in the past. Now, unvaccinated guys obviously still do go through the daily testing, but I've been saying this for a while now, and it all comes down to whether or not you're showing symptoms. I think the only concern, and it is a legit concern, is if guys would hide the fact that they've got symptoms in order to avoid testing and potentially being put on the COVID list. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to it. You know, the most interesting coincidence of this all is that it would happen the week of vacation, of, of holiday <laughs> vacation. Like, this didn't happen any other week but the week where, like, you know why I'm super excited about these games today? Because I don't have to rush home and take kids to school worry about going to pick them up from school. People don't have work right now. Some people do. Some people don't, as it applies to taking your kids to school. At least out here on the West Coast, kids started their 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 uh, winter break vacations this week. Are you saying maybe this was planned? I can't, I'm not going to say that because conspiracy I, do believe, I do believe East Coast schools still have 
a few more days of school left, which is interesting. No, they're done. The, they're done, too? They're on break. They're oh, on break. There you go. All right. Can we get some, go. Uh, some unsolved mysteries I'm just here? saying. All right. Do you find out to be a tad hey, bit strange? I'm into it. That, that this whole COVID thing decides to hit and you get games on different days the week that you don't have to be running around every which direction to get your kids from school, school sports, sports this, sports that, school. Well, there's still that, but. It's not school. I'm into it. It's winter break. Listen, I'm into it. Imagine if your chick or your loved one is, your guy, is a school teacher or administrator or principal of some sort. No school. I'm just saying, man. I'm into it. That's the largest population, right, is the school population. Yeah. Not the workforce. It's the school. So the schools are out. Just saying, man. Could be a correlation. I'm into it. COVID was waiting for winter break. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it is uh yeah <laughs> especially in schools did, did brady hear that too roberto uh you want to let brady know? <laughs> you know i let brady in on that <laughs> yeah <just, laughs> want to clear that out make sure uh, everybody's represented here uh on, on the oh, show man, i'm not touching uh, that. Uh, yeah well listen uh you know he's not wrong i just want to uh, 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 point that out you're <laughs> all in trust me i've been to enough uh, wed- literally weddings and quinceaneras to realize wow this family's huge uh so yeah that uh, extends <laughs> <laughs> Hit the button. It does. No, don't do a drum roll. That's true, man. Hit the button. Like, look, that I, is ridiculous. I I don't have a, a close relationship or a friendly relationship. <laughs> he said that's a big family with one cousin. <laughs> Not <laughs> one cousin. I, I I don't have the phone number of a single cousin in my family, and I have a big family. But my wife's family, man, I w- I've met them I all. Wish you don't have any ev- numbers of any of your cousins? No, no I wish I, like I wish everybody yeah. understood what Jonas just did to y'all. What do you mean? I I really wish yeah. y'all could understand. Look, man, you know, and then and then Berto Berto's in on it, so he's not going to hit the button, so everybody's aware of it. Hey, but it's all it's all right. Hey, by the way, okay. what did, what did you guys think of uh, Mike Florio's report last night on Sunday Night Football, where he's like, you know, there's some uh, growing concerns in league circles that uh you know players might try and hide their symptoms so they don't miss time well he was listening to our show clearly yeah, I, yeah I, man. I just said this I, I know like two I, minutes ago. I, I know but the idea that this is, hasn't happened for hundreds of years in every walk of life uh, was it Heinz Ward pretended like he had a toe injury when he got dinged so that he, he could stay on the field this is this is going to happen so the uh, so if we're gonna like all of a sudden maybe call people reckless or, or attack people's character because they're trying to stay in the game like this has happened for years years upon years people have done this in the NFL it's not anything new it's just a way for people to bitch and moan and grandstand when they feel like somebody's doing something different that they don't believe. I in. took you out of context when I saw that message. I, I thought you were just talking about society in general. Well, yeah. Hiding their symptoms. Well, yeah, but that, it has happened. There's a lot of people. No, who... but you went direct to football, though, which I'm I'm proud that you were on that because I I, I think you, like, you thinking... like I think in different dimensions. You know what I mean? I'm glad yours was predictable. It yeah, thank you. Good. I no appreciate worries. it. No, it's it, good. I mean, no, and it's not a bad thing not, to be no, literal. Nothing like you know being called a simpleton here on the air uh, in so many. I words. didn't call you a simpleton. I, mean, yeah, I just, just like... thought that you were speaking in in a broad stroke <laughs> of. That's societal. You think like, all, I was like, dang, Jonas, that's deep. You think all I do is sit in the lab and watch the all 22s? I, I was mean, just like, on, I was sitting there, Brady. I looked at it. I was football. like, man, like, Jonas just dropped like 
a jewel on us. Yeah. Like, man, people yeah. had been had their it. symptoms like since forever. I yeah. was like, I started thinking back to people being in the fields. I started thinking about, yeah. you know, civil rights and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I start I start going I'll through all these different things, you know, and then it was like, man, then you just said today it was like ah Heinz Ward faced a toe injury when it was really a concussion. I was like, Oh, he was literal. Yeah, I just want to keep it. Yeah, he know he meant that more li- literal. It was more yeah. literal. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I want to keep that. I, that's cool. No, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Keep it football. Keep more football. I, I, I just, I think it's interesting that they changed course so drastically, and yet it, again, it's like another way. Because when they said what they said before the season, it was all in an effort to get more players vaccinated. That that's why they said, like, look, we're not going to postpone. We're not going to reschedule. It'll be a forfeiture. That's what the NFL and Roger Goodell said. And that was all to scare teams to encourage players to get vaccinated. Every, everything about the protocols and not having to do daily testing like they did a year ago all had to do with that. So I, I sit there and just say to myself, this is no different because the unvaccinated players still have to go through daily testing. They'll still have to go through some of those same protocols to come back to play at least once they get on the other side if they test positive for COVID. Meanwhile, like, there's, it's nothing for the vaccinated players. Like, they don't have to test. If, they're no, if they don't face any symptoms, they don't have to test. And so even though I do, I do think it's a step in the right direction as to how it's, the NFL has always operated throughout the years, I do, I do feel like there's an element of this is still all about trying to ensure that however many percentage of guys aren't get vaccinated at this point. Although I mean now now it's now now we're on to vaccinated guys getting boosters. I mean at least the the staff yeah, and so forth has to behind. by December twenty seventh. Yeah, unvax so, is behind. Un- unvax is way behind. Yeah, like, you got you got to catch up. Yeah. So it's it, it's again it's a step in the right direction. There, there's still a lot of work to be done at least in regards to how we get players back. But the concern about players hiding stuff, I mean that's always been the case because if you're going to take away their ability to play and do what they love or helps them make a a big income. Yeah, of course you're going to get guys who try to manipulate the system. That, that's just a product of what it is. I mean, it's not like this isn't a league of rule breakers anyway. T- teams are always kind of operating in the gray, you know, in order to find an edge. And so, yeah, if, if they can, I'm sure there's going to be players who abuse that. But that's always been the case. So, yeah. like, we're going to make a big deal about it now? It's so dumb. To me. It's just an opportunity for, like I said, people to grandstand, people to to get their. Uh, uh, how dare he? Uh, you know, he he knew he would. He had the sniffles, and he still showed up to play a football game. Yeah, guys have played with played with blown out knees, uh, have played with concussions, have played with all sorts of issues. Like this is this is no different than what has happened in the league for a long, long time. I just I I don't get the outrage. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.